Welcome to 2024 and the first Uncorked podcast of the new year. I am stoked to have a guest from the other side of the pond on the show today. Ollie Corkery, it's a corker with a Y, was someone who I had come across because Corker isn't an oh so common surname. And especially the Corker Collective, which is the parent company of Ollie's family business. They are not in the business, you may say, of human capital and human development, yet they are in the business of gardening and of making places and spaces more beautiful for people to gather. And goodness, chatting with Ollie was a refreshing reminder to keep going. He drops a few great truth bombs and one-liners that you might want to tuck into your heart this year. And what the heck, when was the last time you connected with someone who had the same surname, let alone the same business name? Without further ado, I'm stoked to have Ollie on the pod today. And I hope that you take a minute the end of this pod and think, what does this new year have in store for me? We've got lots in store for you. Well, Ollie Corkery, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. I am very excited to have a corker with a Y join this pod, and it feels only appropriate that I begin by asking you to introduce yourself. Who are you? This is coming out in January of 2024. Tell us who you are. Corker with a Y, I like it. That was like a, so yeah, I'm Ollie. I'm based in um, Kent, um, probably about an hour away from London. If, if you're driving, um, we're a family-run business. Uh, we we have a company called the Corker Collective, similar to Steph. Uh, that's how she got in touch with me. Um, we currently supply products for your garden, um, and we supply inspiration, and we connect you with the best people to you know do the install and you know create your dream garden, basically. Um, we've got a development business that we've just started, so we're we're just getting that off the ground. Um, start. Being, we love to learn. We're very curious, um, driven people, and uh, we just like to meet people and yeah, just evolve and grow. It feels like there's a a garden pun for everything in there, and I'm here for it. I need to know if gardens have been something you've always been obsessed with. No, not really. No. So we we wasn't we wasn't in the business fully focused we when we left school I've been in there I'm 31 now so I've been in there since I was 15 um when we left the business when we left school sorry went into the business it was a construction company at, the, at that time so my dad had corkery construction and you know we were straight out of school straight into the real world up at five home at seven you know and got taught what it was like to you know be out on site in all weathers you know grafting and doing long hours and it gave us a kick up the arse we needed really um and then when the sort of recession came in 2007 2008 and that sort of you know slowed up the other business that they had called small loads at the time started to just grow organically and we, we still didn't have much interest in business we was you know we was only young and we was out all the time and messing around and then when we hit into our 20s 21 uh, we started to get our heads together and knuckle down and really want to understand the business side of it all um, for small loads. So we started off in the yard, you know, sweeping the yard, keeping it clean, packaging everything up, uh, loading lorries, bagging things up, then driving the lorries, you know, passing our lorry test. So we've done every single role you can imagine in the business. And then um, about seven years ago, we had to give the warehouse back at our current yard and we was outgrowing anyway. So we took the huge leap to take on another yard, um, but it was three times the size of our current yard. And we just saw, we, we knew that if we was going to get bigger and 
you know really do something different we had to we had to completely change our name because people kept coming in and saying oh i didn't know you done paving i didn't know you done sleepers i didn't know you done timber they just thought we'd done small loads of aggregates that's where we started so we just saw a little gap in the market that displaying things differently and creating a really soft experience for the consumer was something that we wanted to direct ourselves towards because no builders merchants were doing it you go into a builders merchants it was a very very intimidating environment to go and shop for your paving slabs for your garden um so we'd done that seven years ago we relaunched the company uh, named it corker we launched a garden at the same time and we had this massive launch party and um it went amazingly well it was absolutely packed it was probably one of our biggest days of uh since trading at that point in 2000 since training since 2001 and um it just took off you know we we've just been growing every year you know pushing forward innovating you know and just constantly learning so like you know we taught ourselves how to shoot you know become videographers we edit it my brother's in front of the camera and it, and the corporate tv was evolved you know born and, and has evolved from that you know the importance of bringing the right team members in and you know just surround yourself with good people good ideas good drive good leadership i need to say that there aren't many folks that are in the same business that they were in in 2007 or 2008 <laughs> and i remember where i was in the world then and then of course i mean i don't know what the vibe is where you are but there's recession vibes over here and so I just wonder if you can speak to perhaps almost less about the, the business itself, but who you had to be during that time. And if it resembles anything of, you know, who, who are you now? And looking back on like that time. Well, yeah, I wasn't. So I wasn't probably too, I wasn't too involved at that time to, to really comment on it. But I know how stressful it was for my mom and dad coming out of school, you know, being you know, we was always up to no good, getting in trouble. So it, we was just adding to the stress. And now I look back, obviously, we understand that now. But, you know, over the last few years for us, it's been it's been up and down, you know. And I think especially this year, you know, trying to carry on growing from COVID because we had such a boom in COVID because everyone was at home doing their garden. To keep those numbers and keep that trajectory going is just a different level of proactivity and in times like this, it makes you really evaluate your business and understand yeah. more than ever. So yeah. I can tell you, in the last two years, I've learned more than I've, you know, mm. I have in the last fifteen. And I think to have that mentality, you know, we could have just rolled over and and been complacent and thought, oh, this, you know, this is oh, it's going quiet. There's all this doom and gloom of a recession. Like keep everyone busy, keep everyone pushing forward and flourishing. I love it. I have to tell you that the first time I was looking for soil for my garden and I went to um, a local shop and they said, like, I wanted a lot. And they were like, don't buy all these bags. You need to go to the egg shop down the road. And I thought they said egg, like E-G-G, egg. And I was like, what do I get at the egg shop? Like, is it a farmer who has eggs for me? And so I'm Googling it and I'm trying, I'm trying to find where the aggregate shop is and and I, I can't the egg rate yard I should say and now it's my favorite place I'm like give me a shovel I want to load up any trailer with as much as I can and it's yeah anyway here's here for aggregates and it's a g for people yeah. who are listening <laughs> I'm hitting the pause button on this sweet episode to tell you about something that you might like 
our newsletter. We call it The Corkboard. It has all things juicy, whether you are looking to keep in touch between episodes or find out more about our coaching, development, or hot new jobs that we're working on. The link is in our show notes. Your inbox is sacred and your time is too. So now let's get back to the episode. Okay, you gave me a bit of a spoiler, a teaser before we hit record of the tagline of your business. And I'm wondering if you can share the tagline. And then also I'm curious what Corker means to you. Yeah, so our tagline was created and back then we was a lot younger than we are now. So and we didn't know really the, the long direction. The, the strap line that we have is make your garden a corker. And we, we was very disruptive and we and we still are. So we was make your garden a corker and you know, we was shooting all these videos, we're going out shooting people's projects and stuff. And you know, I would say over the last sort of five, six years, as we've matured and the visions evolved and sort of, you know, the tone and the direction we want to take has evolved, we're starting to, um, in the background, rebrand the business again. So we'll we just be called Corker Gardens. Mm. Corker to me, to me, is all about, you know, community and the people we work with, you mm. know, providing an experience that makes you completely forget about, you know, what's going on on the, on the outside when you come to visit us. You know, we want to create a place and a hub where you, you've got proper human social connection. Mm. Um, you can stroll around gardens and be amongst nature. You can eat at a restaurant, have a drink at a bar, listen to an event, uh, you know, come to a seminar, come to our product gallery, go and have a co-working space, have a workout. So we're, we're creating something completely different in our industry. We want to evolve into this sort of hybrid supplier and hospitality brand that you just won't see over here wow i am in awe um where did you get the idea for hybrid i'm a consumer so I, yeah. i'm always looking at brands and um you know it's what i would like and right. I, I know people that we work with and the like-minded people we work with we all want that thing so every time i'm yeah. talking about the idea and i'm telling them what we want to do and i'm you know for the last 18 months i've been out looking at all sorts of sites to, to expand to and everyone just wants it just yeah. everyone, everyone wants to be there and 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 see it evolve so yeah and, and we work so hard everyone works yeah. so hard and i think we only ever connect when we're doing like a business transaction so you know we do throw events and people come down and we all spend time outside of work but I want to do that stuff more often. So if I can beautiful. create a beautiful hub yeah. where work, you can play, you can have fun, yeah. your clients, everyone would always want to be there. Yeah, everyone wants to be there. Did you know that by definition, a corker is a wonderful or, or extraordinary person or thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I started the Corker Collective, it was a bit of a North Star to like say, can we live into this definition? Can we ensure that everything we do is as good as the definition. And it's a little bit cheeky, especially in Canada. I'm based in Canada and not everyone knows what a corker is in Canada. And the more that, you know, I uncover the the, the more special I want to say it feels. It's like your your hidden secret inside your heart. If you said you're a consumer, that says a lot. I'm curious about any other brands that you're inspired by. And that doesn't necessarily mean brands in the same space that care about community the way you do or um, mm. an experience, but I'm wondering are the is it mostly European brands? Do you look out outside of Europe and be inspired? Right. Yeah, tell yeah, me. You know, I, I like So House. They're an amazing hospitality brand. I like Kif, the American um, fashion brand. Yeah. You know, I like Aimlin Dior. I like, um, I like Flamingo Estates from LA. They've created a really cool sort of like hospitality uh, place up in the hills of LA. 
I'm just always looking at, you know, restaurants, fashion brands, and, yeah. you know, seeing the team behind it, seeing, you know, who shoots our marketing, following them, you know, and just I'm, I'm tapped into all that stuff. Yeah. And do you ever, do you like hit the road and travel or like where is your source of inspiration? My source of inspiration is, you know, yeah, talking to people, you know, browsing online, going to places, you know, yeah, traveling, you know, traveling around, going to London, going to different places. You know, I'm in Amsterdam this weekend. I know like where the direction, I've always been like, I've always mm. been able to see long term where we should be evolving to what our next step should be, how to bring them resources in, how to go out and find them. Oh, that's just evolved. That's just me evolves. I just evolve every year and get better at them aspects. That is my role now. I am wondering, knowing how long you have spent in this and it's a new year. So our listeners are listening to this saying like, what does this new year hold for me? And I always love to look back in the rear view mirror before we look forward. And I'm curious if you were to look back even a decade ago, did you think 10 years ago you would be where you were now? And what would you tell Ollie 10 years ago? Back then you're so naive, you know, you just have this burning desire to do something and create an idea and I guess that's what every entrepreneur starts with. And then you quickly realise how tough, you know, business is. And I think, you know, having that resilience and having that patience, you know, having that macro patience and that micro urgency and do things properly. I would I would just tell my younger self that just keep keep pushing, keep evolving, keep evaluating, keep getting better, keep meeting good people, mm. keep ideas and just keep doing what you're doing. I love it. You you dropped a really great mind there. You said macro patience and micro urgency. Urgency. Is this an Ollie original? No. Ah, who'd you get it from? Saw it on a uh, on a some a YouTube channel. Uh, Not sure whose channel it it's was. Beautiful. But there was a guy interviewing him, and he was saying the younger generation needs to have macro patience, micro urgency. And I thought that is so true. Uh, so true so true I want to ask what it's been like to be on this journey with your family it's been brilliant we get along like a house on fire you know we've yeah it, I don't know anything different yeah you know my brother's my business partner he actually lives out in Dubai my dad's here with me my mom's here with me they are still in the business but you know we just started to diversify over the last few years because we were so hungry and curious for information we felt all of us in one place we just wasn't excelling in what we wanted to excel in so yeah. yeah, he's at YG trades in the financial markets. We run the development business between us. And then I head up Corker with my dad and my mum. I love it. So, so brilliant. So now I have to ask the looking forward question, which is this year, 12 months from now in 2024, what will you be absolutely elated to have done, said, achieved, felt at the end of this year? Any, any of those, like what comes uh, to mind? I want to be in peak physical health and performance so that sets me up for the next 10 stretch i'm 31 now i've crossed yes. over that. i want to complete so we've started our development company we start we break ground in january i want to complete on that by the end of the year but i also want to get a few more sites secured so we've, we've got a target by the end of next year to find new sites and our current business uh just you know hit a four percent growth nothing crazy and find a new site and and just keep building relationships and finding new things to do <laughs> yeah keep going um okay I, I have to ask because I care so deeply about our physical and mental health what does that look like for you as an entrepreneur are you up for sharing yeah well I think to keep yourself productive focused and optimized your health has to come first and eating healthy 
you know, fueling yourself, fueling your body so you're focused, um, you're sharp, you're productive, um, you're fit, you're healthy. Like I so, said, you know, that that comes first in my in my opinion. And I think once you're in that positive cycle, you have that structure in your life, you plan things, you're more organized, you have to do it, in my opinion. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> I, I love it. I love to know that that generation cares. It's it's mm-hmm. impeccable. Yeah, amazing. I saw you, you doing. Uh, I'm I'm not haven't done any Iron Man's, but you've done twenty six. <laughs> I've done twenty six. I like to say that I'm a washed up Iron Man athlete. Yet I started the Corker Collective in Canada ten years ago while doing them, and I think that had I not, it would have been different. It really created some structure for me. It created a physical outlet. I was maniacal about setting goals. Yeah, mental well-being. It really made a dent. So Ollie, I just turned 40 in 2023. And I hobbled across my 40th marathon finish line. And you really had like, yeah, I just I really resonate with what you're saying on the power of being healthy of honoring our bodies and our minds so that we can go out in the world and do really great work and health goals and financial goals are always the top two goals that are set in a new year and they also are the top two goals that fall off and I think it is like January 21st most people give up on 2024 goals so let's hope that's not the case and here's a nugget of inspiration to you know, be ma- patiently macro, urgently micro, and move our bodies. I've, and I've been one of them people that fall off, you know, jump on the gym, go three months, come off of it. But I think like, you know, if you, you if you don't understand the granular detail of like, you know, what you're doing in the gym, you know, what you're eating and tracking that sort of stuff and having that structure, you yeah. will fall. You need to understand it, you need to be interested in it and you want to do it. Yeah. And I think doing those grueling ski ergs and those rowing machines and doing those horrible circuits, you know, it just builds that strength in your mind. You know, I don't yeah. want to do that, but I do it because I, yeah. I know it makes you feel after and it just it just makes me feel better. I don't yeah. get as anxious, I don't get stressed, you know, a lot more calm. That's great. I love it. Okay, our time has come as it does. And we have one final question. And that is what is making your heart beat faster these days? The opportunities present themselves to me now over the last 10 years that we've you know, gained all the knowledge. Um, the next 10 years is what makes my heart beat. Seeing the opportunities and uh, now putting it all to work properly. Yeah. Well, from one corker to a corker with a Y, thank you for your time. Thank you for making this happen. We'll ensure all of the links are in the show notes of how people can find you and follow you because the beauty of the world today is if you can't do our garden, we can still follow along here in North America. And I think that is so freaking cool. So thank you, Ollie. Thanks, Steph. Ah, exhale. What a conversation with our sweet buddy, Ollie. Ollie Corkery. Corker with a Y. I wanted to come back on before we send you on your way with the truth bomb that he dropped about macro patience and micro urgency. To me, I've never been great at patience and the battle between patient and urgent is, dare I say, a daily dilemma. So as you go forth and set out goals and hopefully big dreams for the year ahead, my tip is to build that beautiful MBA quadrant with urgent and important and determine what really is urgent and what really is important. And perhaps it all needs to be wrapped in a bow this year of patience. May 2024 be the best one yet.